Act Three of Ion by Thomas Noon Talford. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Act Three, Scene One A Terrace of the Temple. Enter Clementhe and Ion Wright. Nay, I must chide the sorrow from thy brow, or twill rebuke my happiness. I know too well the miseries that hem us round, and yet the inward sunshine of my soul, unclouded by their melancholy shadows, bathes in its deep tranquillity one image, only one image, which no outward storm can ever ruffle. Let me wean thee, then, from this vain pondering o'er the general woe, which makes my joy look ugly. No, my fair one the gloom that wrongs thy love is unredeemed by a generous sense of others woe too sure it rises from dark presages within and not from me then it is most groundless hast thou not won the blessing of the perishing by constancy the fame of which shall live while a heart beats in argos hast thou not upon one agitated bosom poured the sweetest peace and can thy generous nature while it thus sheds felicity around it remain itself unblessed i strove awhile to think the assured possession of thy love with too divine a burthen weighed my heart and pressed my spirits down but tis not so nor will i with false tenderness beguile thee by feigning that my sadness has a cause so exquisite Clemente thou wilt find me a sad companion i who knew not life save as the sportive breath of happiness now fill my minutes teeming as they rise with grave experiences i dream no more of azure reams where restless beauty sports in myriad shapes fantastic dismal vaults in black succession open till the gloom afar is broken by a streak of fire that shapes my name the fearful wind that moans before the storm articulates its sound and i passed but now the solemn range of argive monarchs that in sculptured mockery of the present empire sit their eyes of stone bent on me instinct with a frightful life that drew me into fellowship with them as conscious marvel while their ponderous lips fit organs of eternity unclosed and as i live to tell thee murmured hail hail ion the devoted these are fancies which thy soul late expanded with great purpose shapes as it quivers to its natural circle in which its joys should lurk as in the bud the cells of fragrance cluster bid them from thee and strive to be thyself i will do so i'll gaze upon thy loveliness and drink its quiet in how beautiful thou art my pulse throbs now as it was wont a being which owns so fair a glass to mirror it cannot show darkly we shall soon be happy my father will rejoice to bless our love and argos waken for her tyrant's course must have a speedy end it must it must yes 
for no empty talk of public wrongs assails him now keen hatred and revenge are roused to crush him not by such base agents may the august lustration be achieved he who shall cleanse his country from the guilt for which heaven smites her must be pure of soul guileless as infancy and undisturbed by personal anger as thy father is when with unswerving hand and piteous eye he stops the brief life of the innocent kid bound with white fillets to the altar so enwreathed by fate the royal victim heaves and soon his breast shall shrink beneath the knife of the selected slayer tis thyself whom thy strange language pictures ion thou she has said it her pure lips have spoken out what all things intimate didst thou not mark me for the office of avenger me no save from the wild picture that thy fancy thy overwrought fancy drew i thought it looked too like thee and i shuddered so do i and yet i almost wish i shuddered more for the dire thought has grown familiar with me could i escape it twill away in sleep no no i dare not sleep for well i know that then the knife will gleam the blood will gush the form will stiffen i will walk awhile in the sweet evening light and try to chase these fearful images away let me go with thee oh how often hand in hand in such a lovely light we have roamed westward aimless and blessed when we were no more than playmates surely we are not grown stranger since yesterday no dearest not to-night the plague yet rages fiercely in the vale and i am placed in grave commission here to watch the gates indeed thou shalt not pass i will be merrier when we meet again trust me my love i will farewell exit left farewell then how fearful disproportion shows in one whose life hath been all harmony he bends toward that thick covert where in blessed hour my father found him which has ever been his chosen place of musing shall i follow am i already grown a selfish mistress to watch his solitude with jealous eye and claim him all that let me never be yet danger from within besets him now known to me only i will follow him exit left scene two an opening in a deep wood in front of an old gray altar enter ion o winding pathways o'er whose scanty blades of unaspiring grass mine eyes have bent so often when by musing fancy swayed that craved alliance with no wider sense than your fair thickets bordered but was pleased to deem the toilsome years of manhood flown and on the pictured mellowness of age idly reflect image my return from careful wanderings to find ye gleam with unchanged aspect on a heart unchanged and melt the busy past to a sweet dream as then the future was why should ye now echo my steps with melancholy sound as ye were conscious of a guilty presence 
the lovely light of eve that as it waned touched ye with softer homelier look now fades in dismal blackness and yon twisted roots of ancient trees whose fantastic forms my thoughts grew humorous look terrible as if to start to serpent life and hiss about me whither shall i turn where to fly i see the myrtle cradle spot where human love instructed by divine found and embraced me first i'll cast me down upon the earth as on a mother's breast in hope to feel myself again a child retires into the wood enter tassiphon cassander and other argive youths sure this must be the place that Phocion spoke of the twilight deepens yet he does not come oh if instead of idle dreams of freedom he knew the sharpness of a grief like mine he would not linger thus the sun's broad disk of misty red a few brief minutes since sank neath the leaden wave but night steals on with rapid pace to veil us and thy thoughts are eager as the favouring darkness enter Fulcion. welcome thou knowest all here yes i rejoice cassandra to find thee my companion in a deed worthy of all the dreamings of old days when we two rebel youths grew safely brave in visionary perils we'll not shame our young imaginations tassiphon we look to thee for guidance in our aim i bring you glorious news there is a soldier who in his reckless boyhood was my comrade and though by taste of luxury subdued even to brook the tyrant's service burns with generous anger to avenge that grief i bear above all others he has made the retribution sure from him i learnt that when adrastus reached his palace court he paused to struggle with some mighty throw of passion then called eagerly for wine and bade his soldiers share his choicest stores and snatch like him a day from fortune soon as one worn out by watching and excess he staggered to his couch where now he lies oppressed with heavy sleep while his loose soldiers made by the fierce carousal vainly mad or grossly dull are scattered through the courts unarmed and cautionless the eastern portal is at this moment open by that gate we all may enter unperceived and line the passages which gird the royal chamber whilst one blessed hand within completes the doom which heaven pronounces nothing now remains but that as all would share this action's glory we join in one great vow and choose one arm our common minister oh if these sorrows confer on me the office to return upon the tyrant's shivering heart the blow which crushed my father's spirit i will leave to him who cares for toys the patriot's laurel and the applause of ages let the gods by the old course of lot reveal the name of the predestined champion for myself here do i solemnly devote all powers of soul and body to that glorious purpose we live but to fulfil and i and i ion who has advanced from the wood rushes to the altar and exclaims and i most welcome the serenest powers of justice in prompting thy unspotted soul to join our bloody councils sanctify and bless them the gods have prompted me for they have given one dreadful voice to all things which should be else dumb or musical 
and I rejoice to step from the grim round of waking dreams into this fellowship which makes all clear. Wilt thou trust me, Tassiphon? Yes, but we waste the precious minutes in vain talk. If lots must guide us, have ye scrolls? Cassandra has them. The flickering light of yonder glade will serve him to inscribe them with our names. Be quick, Cassandra. I wear a cask, beneath whose iron circlet my father's dark hairs whitened. Let it hold the names of his avengers. Tessaphon takes off his helmet and gives it to Cassander, who retires with it right. Phocion to Tessaphon. He whose name thou shalt draw first shall fill the post of glory. Were it not also well, the second name should designate another, charged to take the same great office, if the first should leave his work imperfect. There can scarce be need, yet as thou wilt. May the first chance be mine. I will leave little for a second arm. Cassander returns with the helmet. Now, gods, decide. Tassiphon draws a lot from the helmet. The name. Why dost thou pause? Tis Ion. Well, I knew it would be mine. Tassiphon draws another lot. Phocion, it will be thine to strike him dead if he should prove faint-hearted. With my life I'll answer for his constancy. Cryphes to Ion. Thy hand? Tis cold as death. Yes. But it is as firm. What ceremony next? Tessaphon leads Ion to the altar and gives him a knife. Receive this steel, for ages dedicated my sad home to sacrificial uses. Grasp it nobly, and consecrate it to untrembling service against the king of Argos and his race. His race? Is he not left alone on earth? He has no brother and no child. Such words the god hath used, who never speaks in vain. There were old rumours of an infant born, and strangely vanishing, a tale of guilt, half hushed, perchance distorted in the hushing, and by the wise scarce heeded, for they deemed it one of a thousand guilty histories, which if the walls of palaces could speak, would show that, nursed by prideful luxury, to pamper which the virtuous peasant toils, crimes go unpunished, which the pirate's nest, or once foul hovel, or the cell with justice keeps for unlicensed guilt, would startle at. We must root out the stock, that no stray scion renew the tree whose branches, stifling virtue, shed poison dews on joy. Ion approaches the altar, and lifting up the knife, speaks. Ye eldest gods, who in no statues of exactest form are palpable, who shun the azure heights of beautiful Olympus, and the sound of ever-young Apollo's minstrelsy, yet, mindful of the empire which ye held over dim chaos, keep revengeful watch on falling nations, and on kingly lines about to sink forever, ye who shed into the passions of earth's giant brood, and their fierce usages, the sense of justice, who clothe the fated battlements of tyranny with blackness as a funeral pall, and breathe through the proud halls of time emboldened guilt portents of ruin, hear me. In your presence, for now I feel ye nigh, I dedicate this arm to the destruction of the king and of his race. Oh, keep me pitiless, expel all human weakness from my frame that this keen weapon shake not when his heart should feel its point. And if he has a child, whose blood is needful to the sacrifice my country ask, 
harden my soul to shed it was that not thunder no i heard no sound now mark me ion thou shalt straight be led to the king's chamber we shall be at hand nothing can give thee pause hold one should watch the city's eastern portal lest the troops returning from the work of plunder home surround us unprepared be that thy duty to Phocion. i am to second ion if he fail he cannot fail i shall be nigh what ion who spake to me where am i friends your pardon i am prepared yet grant me a moment one little moment to be left alone be brief then or the season of revenge will pass at yonder thicket will expect thee excellent all but ion left methinks i breathe more freely now my lot is palpable and mortals gird me round though my soul owns no sympathy with theirs someone approaches i must hide this knife hide i have ne'er till now had aught to hide from any human eye he conceals the knife in his vest enter clemente upright left clemente here forgive me that i break upon thee thus i meant to watch thy steps unseen but night is thickening thou art haunted by sad fancies and tis more terrible to think upon thee wandering with such companions in thy bosom than in peril thou art wont to seek beside the bed of death death sayest thou death is it not righteous when the gods decree it and brief its sharpest agony yet fairest it is no theme for thee go in at once and think of it no more not without thee indeed thou art not well thy hands are marble thine eyes are fixed let me support thee love ha huh, what is that gleaming within thy vest a knife tell me its purpose ion no my oath forbids an oath o oh, gentle ion what can have linked thee to a cause which needs a stronger cement than a good man's word there's danger in it will thou keep it from me alas i must thou wilt know all full soon voices without call ion hark i am called nay do not leave me thus tis very sad voices again i dare not stay farewell exit first right left it must be to adastrus that he hastes if by his hand the fated tyrant die austere remembrance of the deed will hang upon his delicate spirit like a cloud and tinge its world of happy images with hues of horror shall i to the palace and as the price of my disclosure claim his safety no tis never woman's part out of her fond misgivings to perplex the fortunes of the man to whom she cleaves tis hers to weave all that she has of fair and bright in the dark meshes of their web inseparate from their windings my poor heart hath found its refuge in a hero's love whatever destiny his generous soul shape for him tis its duty to be still and trust him till it bound or break with his exit left scene three a chamber in the temple intermedian followed by abra right my daughter not within the temple sayest thou abroad at such an hour sure not alone she wandered tell me truly 
did phocion or ion bear her company twas ion confess was it not he i shall not chide indeed i shall not she went forth alone but it is true that ion just before had taken the same path it was to meet with him i would they were returned the night is grown of unusual blackness some one comes look if it be my daughter Abra looking out no young iris the little slave whose pretty tale of grief agenor with so gracious respect this morning told us let him come he bears some message from his master enter iris left meeting to iris thou art pale has any evil happened to agenor no my good lord i do not come from him i bear to thee a scroll from one who now is numbered with the dead he was my kinsman but i had never seen him till he lay upon his deathbed for he left these shores long before i was born and no one knew his place of exile on this mournful day he landed was plague-stricken and expired my gentle master gave me leave to tend his else unsolaced death-bed when he found the clammy chillness of the grave steal on he called for parchment and with trembling hand that seemed to gather firmness from its task wrote earnestly conjured me take the scroll instant to thee and died iris gives a scroll to Medin. Medin redeemed the scroll these are high tidings abra is not clemanthe come i long to tell her all enter clemanthe sit down my pensive child abra this boy is faint see him refreshed with food and wine before thou lettest him pass i have been too long absent from a genor who needs my slender help nay i will use thy master's firmness here and use it so as he would use it keep him prisoner abra till he has done my bidding exeunt abra nearest right now clemanthe though thou hast played the truant and the rebel i will not be too strict in my award my keeping from thee news of one to thee most dear nay do not blush i say most dear it is of ion no i do not blush but tremble o oh, my father what of ion how often have we guessed his lineage noble and now tis proved the kinsman of that youth was with another hired to murder him a babe they tore him from his mother's breast and to a sea-girt summit where a rock o'erhung a chasm by the surge's force made terrible rushed with him as the gods in mercy ordered it the foremost ruffian who bore no burden pressing through the gloom in a wild hurry of his guilty purpose trod at the extreme verge upon a crag loosened by summer from its granite bed and suddenly fell with it and with his fall sank the base daring of the man who held the infants so he placed the unconscious babe upon the spot where it was found by me watched till he saw the infant safe then fled fearful of question and returned to die that child is ion whom dost guess his sire 
the first in argos dost thou mean adastrus he cannot must not be that tyrant's son it is most certain nay my thankless girl he hath no touch of his rash father's pride for nature from whose genial lap he smiled upon us first hath moulded for her own the suppliant of her bounty thou art blessed thus let me bid thee joy joy sayest thou joy then i must speak he seeks a dastrous life and at this moment while we talk may stain his soul with parricide impossible i am the gentlest it is true my father i saw the weapon gleaming in his vest i heard him called shall i alarm the palace no in the fierce confusion he would fall before our tale could be his safeguard gods is there no hope no refuge yes if heaven assist us i bethink me of a passage which fashioned by a king in pious zeal that he might seek the altar of the god in secret from the temple's inmost shrine leads to the royal chamber i have tracked it in youth for pastime could i tread it now i yet might save him oh make haste my father shall i attend thee no thou wouldst impede my steps thou'rt fainting when i have lodged thee safe in thy own chamber i will light the torch and instantly set forward do not waste an instant's space on me speed speed my father the fatal moments fly i need no aid thou seest i am calm quite calm the gods protect thee exit Medin left clementi right end of act three